0: Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. So glad that you could join us again. You may have a higher risk of heart attack, stroke, or even losing a lower limb if you live with something called PAD. Now, PAD is the leading cause of amputations worldwide, and an estimated 20 million Americans live with PAD, yet only about 8.5 million people are currently diagnosed. Well, here to explain why it's so important to identify PAD early, is Dr. Jeffrey Barnes from the University of Michigan. Thanks so much for joining us, doctor.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me, Neil.
0: Well, briefly, uh, what is your area of expertise?
1: So I am both a cardiologist and a vascular medicine specialist. So what that means is in addition to treating the usual heart conditions, I also focus a lot of my work on people who have problems with blood vessels outside of the heart.
0: What is PAD and who does it
1: affect? Yeah, PAD is a chronic condition of blood vessels where the blood vessels start to narrow. And when a blood vessel narrows, it prevents blood flow from getting past it. So in PAD, the blood vessels that are most often involved are those that go down to the legs. So that narrowing prevents the blood flow from getting to the muscles of the legs or even down to the feet.
0: So what are the early warning signs of uh, peripheral artery disease? Um...
1: You know, there are a number of things that we often hear about when somebody has PAD. Mm -hmm. The the classic symptoms or signs that people will tell us about is they develop some sort of a pain or discomfort in their legs when they walk or exercise. But that pain and discomfort tends to get better when they rest. Mm -hmm. However, for many people, they won't use the term pain or discomfort. They'll tell me about maybe a numbness or a tingling sensation. Mm. Sometimes they'll use that phrase pins and needles in their feet or their lower legs. Uh, Occasionally, I'll even see people who come in with wounds or sores on their feet or their toes that just aren't healing up. (laughs) But, you know, Neil, one of the things I hear most commonly, people will tell me they come in and they say, I just can't keep up with my grandkids. The kids want to run around. They want to play. I just can't play With them like I used to, my legs tire out, they just give out, they're, they're, not, they're not doing what I want to do. And that's such a common story that I hear that makes me start to think could this person have PAD?
0: Is it um, often misdiagnosed, undiagnosed?
1: You know, it, it is. In fact, you cited a really important statistic in the opening. We think there are 20 million Americans with PAD, yet less than half of them are formally diagnosed. And that's because there's not one symptom that links directly to PAD. There are often these vague symptoms that can be caused by lots of different things. So people need to be aware of PAD, and doctors and nurses, we need to be thinking about PAD, especially if people have risk factors. And so I get particularly concerned about PAD when I meet somebody who's either a current or former smoker. Because we know that smokers have a four times higher risk of PAD than non-smokers, but also in people with high blood pressure, diabetes, and in particular, in certain ethnic groups. We know that in America, Black Americans have a much higher burden of PAD. It's much more common to find it in that population. And in particular, when we diagnose it, we often diagnose it later, which Mm -hmm. means they tend to have more severe complications. And a four times higher rate of amputation. So that's definitely a group that I've got my antenna up. I am really thinking about PAD whenever I meet somebody who's either a Black American or has one of those risk factors and starts to tell me about some of those symptoms of the leg discomfort, Mm -hmm. numbness, tingling, or just not keeping up with their, their kids.
0: Does it affect men more than women?
1: You know, both men and women can get PAD, especially later in life. But we do tend to see it happen slightly more often in men than in women. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't really think of it as a disease that only affects men or only women. I definitely think of it as something that can affect anyone, especially once you get to sort of age 50 and beyond. Ah,
0: If left untreated, how could this uh, complicate a person's life?
1: Well, there's a couple different ways that PAD can really impact your life. The first thing to remember is that Blood vessels that exist in your legs are the same types of blood vessels that exist in your heart or even go to your brain. So if you have PAD, meaning you have a blockage in the arteries going down to your leg, there's a good chance you also have some of those blockages in your heart arteries or the arteries going to your brain. So the first thing I tell people is that if you have PAD and we're not treating it, you're at risk for heart attack mm-hmm. and stroke. But of course, then we have to think about the legs themselves. And if we don't treat PAD and it gets more severe, sometimes that can lead to amputation, somebody losing a toe, part of their foot, or even their, their leg. And, and as you mentioned earlier, PAD is the number one cause of amputation worldwide. And we know that when you have an amputation, people's quality of life is definitely changed, but they're also at higher risk for death. So that's something I really want to avoid whenever possible.
0: Are diabetics uh, susceptible to PAD more than uh, others?
1: That is a really good question. And diabetes is definitely one of the risk factors we see for PAD. I think about people who are diabetic or overweight, people who have high blood pressure, and again, people who are smokers. Those sorts of risk factors together um, are the ones that I get really concerned about when I'm thinking about PAD.
0: You mentioned patients not mentioning pain, but a numbness or a tingling sensation. Could part of the amputations be because people just don't realize the seriousness of PAD until it's too late?
1: I think that's absolutely the case. People don't realize that the sensations they're having in their legs or their feet could be an underlying problem. And if they do share that with their doctor, there are a number of different reasons people may have numbness or tingling. And so we as physicians need to think about PAD, but we also really need our patients and and the general public to be aware of PAD and to share that information with us so we can work together to make sure it's diagnosed early and treatments are started when necessary.
0: Now, when it comes to preventing lower limb amputation, uh, what steps do you think patients can take?
1: Yeah, there are a number of important things people can do to make sure that they are not getting an amputation. The first is you just need to know what PAD is and you need to think about whether or not you could be at risk for PAD. Then I really encourage my patients when they go to see their doctors, whether it's their family or primary care doc, maybe it's a diabetes doc or a heart doc. When you go into that doctor's office, take off your socks, take off your shoes, show your doctor your feet. That's an important way for us to look for some of the signs and symptoms of PAD. It'll help us remember to palpate the pulses, to feel for those pulses in the ankle. And it really helps us start that conversation about what symptoms you may be having in your legs and whether or not you may have PAD. Because the diagnostics, the way we diagnose this is actually pretty straightforward. We have to think about it and we have to be aware of it first. So Get those shoes, get those socks off. Let's get that diagnosis made early. Then we can start on the medicines and the walking programs and all the other things that are involved for treating PAD so that we can avoid amputation.
0: That being said, what, in your opinion, is the most important message that you'd like our listeners to uh, take away?
1: Yeah, I think that there's some really important things for people to remember. First is you need to know what PAD is and whether or not you may be at risk for it then you need to be comfortable having that conversation with your doctor. Take off those socks and shoes when you go to their office, talk to them about your leg symptoms. And to help you prepare for that, I recommend that people go to this great website. It's vascularcures.org slash PAD. That website has wonderful information to tell you more about what PAD is, whether you might be at risk for it, what some of the treatments are like. And it really helps you prepare for that next time you go to the doctor's office so you can have a really good conversation with your
0: doctor. Dr. Barnes, I appreciate you joining us on the program and giving us this useful information. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Have a great day.
0: You do the same. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Audio copies of this program.